Hello and welcome to another episode of Ella Government the Podcast. I'm Abdullah. I'm Tom. And it's time. It's finally time. Guys, it's here. It's here. It, it's time. First episode of DuckTales reboot aired and it was awesome. Ooh. I liked it. It was great. Oh god, it was awesome. Um, how do you want to handle this? Um, obviously, well, spoilers. Obviously, you know, we we don't uh, we we don't cover anything on this show without spoiling it to shit. So, if you haven't seen it, stop this recording, go watch it, and come back because we're gonna spoil the shit out of it. So, ready? Three, two, yep. one. Okay, spoilers from here on out. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought. They... Go on. I thought... I thought it was really good as well. I, I loved it as well. I thought it was very well put together. And I, I'm, it's the hard part about it is trying to find some, say something bad about it. <laughs> I mean, I, I heard people say like the pacing is a little bit off, but I thought the pacing was fine. Yeah. Like it, it was, you know, introduced what it needed to introduce. And I like the fact that, that they introduced Donald first and then Scrooge. Because I was kind of worried, oh, they're going to introduce Scrooge first because he's obviously the, the bigger star and he's the main character. But they actually did an interesting swerve in that they introduced Donald first and then they introduced Scrooge, which uh, caught me off guard, honestly. Yeah. And I do I, like... I man, I... Uh, go on, sorry. No, 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 go, go, go. No, um, I like that because it shows that um, it, it shows that uh, the, in this in this incarnation we're gonna get a big Donald's gonna play a bigger role and 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 he actually has a much better relationship with the boys in this incarnation than he did in the, the previous series, and I like the fact that he's overprotective. Yeah, I, I like that as well. I think it gives a bit more of a dynamic to the character. And um, the, it really fleshes that fleshes him him out as a character. Even I, I mean, and also even the nephews look after Donald as Donald look after them. Like for instance, like Donald wanted to go to his job interview wearing his classic get-up, which they um, which I thought, thought, thought was a nice little Easter egg to put put in the first episode. And then they just like you know it gets burnt, and I thought that was really yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean I, also I, I thought the first interaction with Donald and Scrooge was quite interesting as well it's just like it really set up that tension it's like right what on earth happened between these two the, the fallout so badly you know and it's kind of interesting because <laughs> the only reason he goes to Scrooge is that he has a job interview and he doesn't want to take them and he's like okay the babysitter is obviously you know stupid and, and she's lost and you know and she was in the desert yeah <laughs> And he has no other living family members, so his only living other family member is well Scrooge. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting what um, what they're going for here, where it's not their relationship isn't like hunky dory like it was in in the original cartoon. Here, it's more you know, I wouldn't say they outright hate each other, but you can tell that there's some sort of animosity between the two over an incident, which uh, they they lead to, which. Uh, which we'll get to the end, where, where you know they leave a big clue as to what um, what might have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was really good. Which I thought they went, uh, they they actually went somewhere that I did not think that they were going to go, and I'm glad that they did because that was something that they never, never would have touched on in the original show. I'll tell you that right now. 
yeah. Oh, I mean, the animation as well. I thought the animation was very fluid in the whole time uh, in in the open sp- in this special. I thought the animation was very fluid. I thought it flowed really well, and even the backgrounds had like a like a classic pop art type of style sort of thing. Like they did a lot with the dotting and thing like that, like comic book, which I really loved with, with the backgrounds. And I, I mean, again, it's it's so great to watch a show, to watch an animated show that's actually animated by someone competent, as opposed to the other crap we've been getting recently. Uh, looking at you, Cartoon Network. Looking at you. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, f- I thought it was really impressive. Uh, Launchpad. Oh my god, he made me laugh so much in this episode. It was well, really good. I was worried. I thought, you know, one of my biggest complaints was like, oh my god, I, I, I got, I, you know, I don't know what they're gonna do with Launchpad because Launchpad is a very hard character to, um, to get right. And I'm like, oh my god, are, are they? What are they gonna do with Launchpad? And they, they gave him the best role they could. Yeah, it was very witty. Very, um, he played like the adorable big idiot. Is the best way to put it. And I like um, that because it's it's yeah. it's basically the same role he played in the original DuckTales and you know, I like that. And I oh god, I, I love this version of Mrs. Beakley. I, I just love this oh, version of Mrs. Beakley so much. Oh, she was she was good. She was really good. I think the one character who had the massive improvements was um Wemby. Oh, Webby was great. Webby. I love Webby. She better eat a hamburger at some point. Otherwise, I'm going to be really disappointed if she doesn't. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. She better eat that hamburger because if she doesn't, I'm going to be really disappointed. That's I her. can imagine that be like a key episode or something like that. That that's that's her goddamn character arc. You know, she's going to get that hamburger. <laughs> she's going to get that hamburger. <laughs> yeah. And it's gonna take her like nine seasons to do it, and you yeah. know it's gonna be great. It's gonna be yeah. great. Um, but also, I, uh, go ahead, David, Te- David Tennant and Scrooge. Oh my god, he was spot on. He was so good. I like Tennant a lot because he did something that I I wanted him to do, which is give his own interpretation of the character, give his own version of the character. Instead of doing an Alan Young impression, he's basically doing, you know, his version of the character. And this, and what I like about this incarnation of Scrooge is that he's much more interested in adventure than he is money, which I thought was such a great, a much needed character change because my biggest problem with the original 80s series was Scrooge came off as somewhat unlikable because he just cared too much about his money. Yes. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's hard to root for this guy. But here I like him because he has a much, he has a much more sense of adventure which is, I think, is much more closer to the comics incarnation than than the cartoon incarnation. Yeah, they they pretty much said that the incarnation for the heaviest. If you even go to social, their social media pages, they say they even reference the comic a lot more than the original TV show. I think they've done it smartly in the sense they made it closer to the comic rather than the actual original show. So it has its sense of its own identity, while at the same time not repeating something that came beforehand. And I like the fact that all the all the all the paintings in his um, office and, and and house are based on Carl Banks's paintings, which I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, I thought that was a really good touch. I've, I mean, there, there was a lot of subtle hints and references and even homages that worked really really well to this. And um, the like I said, it 
works really well. And I thought in how all the characters met each other, how they interact with each other, it came off naturally. Also, I like the bit with um, Webby as well when she has that giant mirror. I don't know what you call it, like giant mirror on the wall of like the family tree and everything like that, and how everyone's connected. Oh yeah, the the giant mural and 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 everything and it's just so great. Yeah. <laughs> like shows just how so how obsessed she is with with the family because you know she lived she lives you know with her with her grandma and and that's the only thing that's the only thing she knows is because you know she doesn't go out that much outside the house. <laughs> yeah. And also, I like the fact if when you look at that board as well, there are tons, and I mean tons of references to to like the comics, the old the old show, and there was tons. You just have to look at if you if you if anyone out there can go back and watch the episode, if you can pause it on that screen when you see it, Jeremy. There are quite a lot of references on that board, actually. I mean, they actually even mention you know Donald and and and, and Scrooge's relation. In detail, which I didn't think that they were going to do because cause it's not, I mean, it's not, I mean, if you look at the Duck Family Tree, which Carl Banks has done, um, his own version of the Family Tree, you can Google that if you want. It's very complicated, to say the mm-hmm. least, and the fact that they actually managed to, to make that work was just so amazing because it's, uh, it's really, it's really interesting because, um, uh, in the original series, you know, all you needed to know was like Donald, you know, was off to to, to be a sailor and, and he couldn't um, take care of the boys. So he just like, you know, he was like, oh, here's my Uncle Scrooge. And it's like, OK, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. And also, I, I, I like the fact that they got audiences to tell them were right. Basically, Donald Duck is the nephews who are doing Louis's uncle and Scrooge is Donald's uncle. Per se, because even Granny even says, "Oh, don't bother your great uncle." You know, they they explain that quite well. Actually, they didn't they won't go over complicated. They just said, "Okay, this is who is who. This is who is related. Let's get on with the plot." <laughs> you know, and I just I just love Mrs. Beakley in this incarnation because I just love how she's just deadpan, and she will not put up with Scrooge's shit, which I love. I love that so yeah. much. <laughs> I love that a lot. What do you think of the humor for for it? Because there was quite a variation of different humors in this show. I think my favorite line in the entire ser- in the entire first episode is "Since one is launch since one is launchpad a pilot." <laughs> oh god, that was amazing! I, I love that. I, I hope that is a recurring joke in it. Every time when launchpad drives some, yeah. New still something new. Oh, I, I, I thought that was really good. Um, I, I mean, also, I, I love the fact he crashes his airplane as well in the first episode. Yeah, I was kind of worried. It's like, is he going to crash the plane? Is he going to crash the plane? And he crashes it. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I love the running joke when he just comes in. He's like, I'm a pilot. I'm a pilot. I'm a pilot. <laughs> Like he just wants to so he wants to fit in so badly, and Scrooge is just like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> about this because we did say who was going to be the first villain, as well. Spot on, didn't we? Um, I adore Glomgold in this incarnation. I f- oh 
Oh, he's so good. Oh, I love Glomgold. Glomgold, I hope he, he comes back because I want him to be a recurring antagonist because he's just so much fun. I... Oh my god, they had so... You can tell the writers had so much fun writing him because he's probably one of the funniest characters in the entire series so far. Yeah. Oh god, he was so good. I, I, I love the fact that um, the one joke I really, really love, it's pretty much late, quite late on, late on in this um, special when when Struzy Donald with Gromberg. That's, t- that's the whole twist of the end of the um, half halfway point of this, this two-part special was... Um, the job interview Donald was going for was Glumberg's cult corporation, and I love that. And I love the fact when Screw sees him, he's, he's like, he went, he's like, why are you working for my arch nemesis? And he went, your arch nemesis? You expect me to keep track of all your arch nemesis? And I'm like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> I just, I just love. I think my favorite line so far as well, where he's like, oh, he thinks he's so rich and so Scottish, but I'm wearing a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the other thing I thought, thought was quite good as well when 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 the nephews were speaking the Webby, um, she mentioned that she mentioned Glomberg by Glomberg by name and mentioned the Beagle Boys as well. So it's already established that Donald um, Scrooge has already had run-in with these people already. So there's their prior history to it already to to the start of the show, which I like. But I thought employees were the most valuable thing at Glomberg Industries. <laughs> That's, yeah. Now here's your ID cards. Uh, I just like where Donald said, "I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill him," and he's like, "Oh wow, someone's off for a race." Oh, that's a brilliant idea. Uh, uh, capture them and then kill them. That's great thinking. Just <laughs> probably the darkest fucking joke in this entire special. Like, gee, wow, <laughs> I didn't think they'd actually go there. <laughs> The other joke I like as well, when Donald turns up, uh, when Scrooge turns up at the press conference with a real diamond, and Glomberg's like, no, this is a real diamond. Nah, it's probably just some some old curse thing. And he's like, what do you mean curse? And then a giant squid just comes up and grabs him. He's like, no, it isn't. And then just a giant squid. <laughs> oh, man. It's just, I love it so much. I love the humor. I thought that, that I, I was kind of worried at first with the humor. Like, it's like, very quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was like, "Oh my god, are they going to get this right? Are they going to get this? Um, you know, are they going to do this? You know, justice?" But it was very quick, very funny, and I loved it. Oh, especially the ghost pirate where he's like, "What do you want?" He's like, "Oh, the head of Scrooge McDuck," and he just gives him a plastic head, and he's like, "I should have been more specific." Yeah. <laughs> just disappears. Uh, and then, and then. The- and then the plastic head fell onto the horse, which made the horse disappear. And I thought, okay, that's cool. I have a head. I'm no longer a freak. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's like, Hall of Wonders. This is the garage. Garage. <laughs> wow. It really is a garage. <laughs> also, the thing I like about the nephews as well, they all got their individual personalities as well, and it came off really, really well. In this episode, I will feel you so you can identify with each one. I like I like uh, Dewey's uh, character arc in this episode, where you know he wants yeah. to be he wants to be Scrooge's um, Scrooge's apprentice Post. so bad so badly, but you know Scrooge is not giving him the time of day, and then you know towards the end he kind of you know he he gets his uncle to trust him and you know get you know gain Scrooge's respect, which I like a lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the, the, the one comment I, I did like about that as well was um, when they're going through the trap area with all the beams and everything like that, and keep saying every single one off, and Donald's trying to protect him, make sure he doesn't get catch on fire, and then Scrooge basically just takes the easy way, basically just takes the quick way getting there. Where you took the easy way, why not take the easy way <laughs> through it? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> And I love what they did with Atlantis, where it's like, oh, it was built upside down. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. They built too many traps, it got heavy, and then it sank, and it was upside down. Down, yeah. And it's just like, all right, trap, no, don't go on in there. He went, well, this is not fun. Why? All the buzzsaws are on top, top of the ceiling. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I mean, it sets up everything that 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 you need to know about the series like and and what i like as well is like there's a lot more supernatural elements to the series now as opposed to the original um cartoon which i like a lot you know you know they established that you know supernatural uh supernatural uh um occurrences happen often you know there are curses and treasures and all this other stuff and I love the fact that Scrooge goes back to adventuring, and 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 Mrs. Beakley's like, "You're only doing this because children made fun of you, right?" Yeah. <laughs> I am not being petrified by young children. I don't need anyone's help, and he just collapses, and he's like, "I need help." <laughs> <laughs> I, again, but- it's just. It's hard to find anything I disliked about this because this was like as perfect as a pilot as you can get, to be quite honest. Yeah. Like, there is just I, literally nothing I hated about this. This is just perfect. Yeah. I, I, I love the fact that all Scrooge, uh, Scrooge's lawyers were vultures. I thought that was a really, really subtle joke as well. Yeah, I was like, yeah, someone's do- someone actually gets visual humor. <laughs> you know, yeah. I thought that was interesting because you don't see visual humor in cartoons at all these days. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Also, do, do you think the, um, Donald's houseboat, it kind of looks a tiny bit like Steamboat Willie's boat a little bit? Um, originally, I think um, I did some research on this and they originally wanted Mickey Mouse to appear in in, in this series, but Disney said no. So. Oh, that would have... Oh, missed opportunity. I know, but but I think I think it's for the best because I, I prefer the Duck universe to be separate from the you know regular Disney canon, so... Uh. Yeah, I can agree with that, yeah. Also, I love the fact that um, in, in Donald's job interview, when he's wait, sitting in the waiting uh, room, the the woman he's sitting next to looks like Roxanne from the Goofy movie, which I thought that yeah, was... Yeah, I saw that. That was, yeah. that was a nice touch right there. That's a great touch yeah. right there. I'm guessing there are going to be quite a few of those in, in this show when they put the Easter eggs like that in. They're going to have like reanimated versions of previous established characters in the show somewhere in the background or something like that. Yeah, I thought also, that was... That was really I nice. like the I like the recurring joke with Webby with her mum on um with her nanny on the phone. I thought that was funny. <laughs> uh, he, 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 he can't come because he's only because he only speaks in Swedish, and then it's like, oh, you can't cover that up. <laughs> Launchpad speaks Swedish. Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, it's like, oh. <laughs> and then um, the one thing I think we haven't talked about is the ending. Okay, guys, this is the biggest spoiler. We're finally going to get Donald's sister in animated form. Ooh. We're finally going to get da- Dahlia in Dala in in um in animated form, and that's a huge deal because um, 
She's a character that up until this point had never appeared in other Disney media outside of the Carl Banks books. Yeah, and for those that don't, she is a big character in within that continuity, and they're finally bringing an animated form, and it's going to be interesting to see what happened to her, if she's alive, if she's not alive, you, you know. And, and it's like we mentioned at the beginning, talking about this show, the tear between Donald and Uncle Scrooge, did something happen to her, you know? Yeah, and especially, like, you kind of have to wonder where they don't mention her at the beginning, so it's like something must have happened to, to, to yeah. you know, to, to, for, for Donald to get custody of the boys. Yeah. So. She, I mean, she probably disappeared. She might have died. We don't know. That's the whole point. And um, I'm guessing for this first season, I think that's going to be the overarching storyline because we were talking about this in previous podcasts, what was going to be the overarching storyline? Well, I think we got it with, with Dahlia. Which I didn't think they were going to do, to be quite honest, because I'm like, <laughs> I, you know, are they going to be closer to the comics? And they were, because, you know, she's a huge character in the comics, and she had never appeared in another Disney property in animated format until up until now, and I think that's that's huge, because, you know, Disney is very protective of what of Donald's family and and yeah. that and that continuity. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to wonder, it's like, is this going to be like, does this version of Donald exist in this continuity only, or is this because in because we've seen him in other continuities with Hugh and Dewey and Louie, so it's like, kind of wonder, is this like the, the the Donald in this in this version? Is he like mainstream Donald, or is he like another Donald, which? Uh, Exactly, yeah. It's kind of weird when you think about it. And it has, well, I mean, it's like, I know this is not regarding with the episode, but they pretty much confirmed that Darkwing Duck is going to turn up in this show now. We don't know when, but he is going to turn up in the show. It has been confirmed. Best best Easter egg in the entire episode. They they name-dropped St. Canard. I'm like, yes! (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was one of the Easter eggs. Um... I notice. I just that just came to head. That's one of the reasons why I mentioned Darkwing Duck. <laughs> so I, it's going to be interesting. Is there? Are they going to go on? Because it's obvious that every single episode they're going to go on an adventure. They're going to go somewhere new. Do you think one of their adventures is going to end up going to that city? Uh, maybe, but I don't. Oh, but I honestly think it's too early for that. You kind of need to to build yeah. up to build up this stuff for a season, and then like you know. Yeah, well, they said he is going to turn up in this season, so... I'm probably, sh- I'm pretty sure towards the end, because I, I yeah. don't think that they're going to give him up now, because that's a huge yeah. deal. Yeah, what I mean, I think they're just going to drop some more Easter eggs to it, maybe they can say, I don't know, Donald, um, I don't know, they can say, like, Launchpad was originally, was originally lived in that city for a while, or something like that, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, um... I really like it. I think that this show is um, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be great because um, if it if it keeps up with with what we what we saw with the with these first two episodes, then this is gonna be probably one of my favorite cartoons to come out of the, the this uh, this decade because uh, this is really good. Like it's it's really good because it's it's just it's just what I want in a, in a in a kids cartoon. Just. Um, yeah. And it's the best example of a reboot done right in that um, 
and that you can reboot DuckTales because, again, DuckTales is a comic book. And, and in the original cartoon, we didn't get... Uh, we didn't get a lot of uh, it was it it was its own thing. It wasn't an adaptation of the comic. It was just like a its own thing. It was like its own spinoff property. But here it's like it's clear that they wanted to do a more faithful adaptation of the comic, and I applaud them for that because then they could because that allows them to go places the original uh, cartoon couldn't because the original mm-hmm. cartoon wasn't um, an adaptation. Oh yeah, definitely, and. Um... I mean, it's a bit of annoying. We've got to wait until September now for, for, for the next episodes. You want to know why they're doing that? <laughs> why? Because that was the original air date of the original series. Oh, really? And it's going to so, be... The, and, it's, and, it's the, and it's technically the 30th anniversary of uh, DuckTales this year, so... That's the reason why they released yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like, uh, why, why that date? I'm like, oh, shit. It's the original air date of the original series. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I applaud them so far for it, it has a very strong opening, a very well solid um, base for its humor, its characters. It basically, it set up everything just right. And going forward, I know everything now I need to know to go forward with this show. Like, I know the characters. They reintroduced me to the characters. I know what each character is like. I know what, what I'm expecting from it humor-wise, story-wise. And, you know... Hopefully, you can keep that ball going, and they don't drop it. You know. I think that the the writers know what they're doing because I was. I think one of my biggest worries was the nephew voices. I think I talked about this before on, on various other podcasts where I said that they sound old, but um, but they pulled it off. Yeah. And I like this incarnation of Huey and Louie the best because they have individual personalities, they have individual character designs. And they aren't fucking surfer dudes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, fuck Quack Pack. Fuck that bullshit. <laughs> oh dear. It's like, yeah, no, no, this wasn't the first... It's like, oh, well, did you know that this wasn't the first series that Huey, Dewey, and Louie had, had, um, had different attires and personalities? I'm like, yeah, I know. But we don't talk about Quack Pack because Quack Pack is a fucking atrocious show that should have never been happened. Yeah, I mean everyone. I mean Huey. I mean Donald and um, Scrooge both got their comic book attires in it. Huey Dewey Louie got modernized version of their original costume, um, but they got their own uniqueness to it. Webby got an upgraded teenage girl look. Granny's basically. Look like a shit brick house and crush you <laughs> just just a stare. And Launchpad basically got an updated look from from his original one, and he's wearing he wearing like a what yeah. was it called like a bomber jacket or whatever it's called. I can't remember. Uh, a- 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 aviator jacket. Aviator, he still, he yeah. still has his aviator aviator jacket. Yeah, basically they gave the right redesigns to each character that needed a design or a complete overhaul with their design. You know. I mean, I was kind of worried. I was kind of curious about the ball cap with with Launchpad at first, but I'm like, yeah, it grew on me. It makes sense for this incarnation. Yeah. So yeah, the next um, was it the well, man, in September we're going to get um, the next two episodes. They're like they're going to have another two episodes back to back again. But what do you think is going to happen in the next episode? 
I know. I, I know that w- the the one the the one of them is called the Beagle Boy Massacre or something like that, and I'm like, yeah, that's gonna be the intro- <laughs> that's gonna be introduction to the Beagle Boys. Who do you think is gonna be the next villain? Do you think is the world well, the Beagle Boys is that is that the next episode? The title for the next episode? No, no, no. That's uh, God. I gotta look this up. Shit. <laughs> they, they only announced like the title for the first four episodes. Yeah, let me just. Uh... Just look this up real quick, just to make sure, because I don't want to say something oh, and it's like, yeah. Day, um, day Trip of Doom and the Great Diamond Case. The Great Dime Chase. Yeah, so it's probably be a bit too early to bring her in, but Magic Dispel? I mean, I, I kind of, you know... It kind of depends on what what they're gonna do with 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 these characters, because they are they are they are they already introduced uh, Glom Glom Gold and, uh, and they and, hinted at the Beagle Boys. Yeah, and and they already you know they they're already gonna introduce the Beagle Boys. I maybe they'll introduce the Beagle Boys in 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 the in the other episode in the in the next episode. Maybe I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, maybe we might get because um, they did say there's going to be some new villains in the show. Maybe we might get an original villain from this. Oh, show. oh yeah, they have the, they have the Mike Zuckerberg uh, bird guy. Yeah, it might be him. Yeah, so, maybe we, we'll get probably him and and you know maybe we'll get that because yeah, I I think it's too early to bring in Magica because Magica, you know, she's a huge part of the comics, and she's a huge character, and and I and she's again, she's my favorite Ducktales villain, and I'm kind of build up to her. Yeah, she needs proper build up because she's great. She's my favorite Ducktales villain, hands down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, basically, I think they're going to build up to her. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Easter egg to the character, probably a name drop of her or something. I mean, but we didn't get a name job, so this incarnation of Scrooge has not meant Magicka, so as far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know, no one's mentioned her name yet, but the only two people we know he's had run-ins in with is... Um, uh, Glam Gold and Beagles. Beagles, you know, and Mama Beagle, so that's, those are the only ones they've had run-ins with so far. Yeah, so I'm kind of I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do with the Beagle Boys, because especially considering the fact that they all have different designs and they're all voiced by the same guy now, which is kind of weird. That's going to be interesting. I I hope that who, who's voicing the Beagle? Uh, Eric Eric, ba- um, Eric Baza, the guy who does uh, what's his face, uh, Tiger Claw on TMNT. Okay, that's an interesting. Okay, I I'm, I'm going to be interested to, to see how how are they going to do them now. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm kind of I I kind of do like the fact that they they gave Ma Beagle a much more you know old lady design. Because it makes yeah. more sense for her to be an old lady, because you know most of her boys are, you know, <laughs> most of their boys are grown men. And I kind of like the fact that they give her more old lady design as opposed to the original cartoon where she just was, she just looked like a big old boy in drag. <laughs> oh god, yeah, I remember. God, yeah. I mean, she was a great villain in the original series, but I didn't like the fact that they they all looked the same. Like they were just like too similar in designs. Yeah, basically they've just made one tall, one's one's really fat, and one's a midget. Yeah. This, this time they basically gave them all very unique. Some one very lanky, one's built like a shit brick house, you know. And I kind of like the and fact you, that that Ma Beagle is you know an old lady now, which I like that. That's interesting. Yeah. And I was again, I was 
very skeptical of Glam Gold's design, but they made it work, and I love it. I fucking yeah. love it now. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, DuckTales, a great, great, uh, great show. Great, great show that you should all watch, and if you haven't watched it, shame on you, go watch it. It's awesome. It's a great introduction to a brand new rebooted franchise. So for anyone who ever seen it, go out your way, try to find this episode. I think Disney's actually released the first episode online for free to watch at the moment. So if you can find, go to their official Disney DX page or DuckTale page. I think the episode's up there right now during the time of this recording. I'm pretty sure it's on the app if you have the app. And yeah. if you're North American, you have the Disney XD app. It's probably on there. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. And, uh... And speaking of, uh, well, I mean, that's that's our thoughts on DuckTales, guys. It's great. Go watch it. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, speaking of Disney, um, we actually, this was uh, interesting news that broke out uh, last week, but I kind of wanted to bring this up because it's kind of interesting because of how it might change everything. Um, we know that Disney might, might be interested in, in launching their own stream service now, which... Um, which has a lot of people worried because they're like, okay, if they're launching their own stream service, what's going to happen to the Marvel Netflix shows? Because, uh, again, guys, they've made it clear that uh, if they're going to start their own streaming service, they're not going to renew with Netflix. So the, then the question becomes, what's going to happen to to those Netflix shows? Because those Netflix shows are are, are a co-production of Netflix and Marvel. In Marvel Studios, so what happens th- when 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 the contract expires and they don't want to renew? Okay, I've, I think what's going to happen basically um, the shows because um, I have a friend who works he basically works within PR and public relations at Marvel. Um, long story short, he has said said this already. He went the way it's going to work is that. The contract is going to expire, but that's going to not be for many, many, many years. Like there's a multiple year contracts on each of each of the shows and the shows that get produced by it. So essentially, the way it works is that um, the shows will be on there. The Disney app will launch. The Marvel show will remain on Netflix, but after so many years, they will go over to to um, the Disney app. Whenever, wherever that's going to be, that's not going to be for quite a few years, actually. They've got to wait for these contracts to expire. And along with the new shows they announced as well, they're all going to be on Netflix. So basically stuff like The Punisher, Season 2, Jessica Jones, Daredevil. Um, Luke Cage, Season 2. Luke Cage, yeah, Iron Fist. All those shows are going to be on, going to be on Netflix for the foreseeable future. Okay, that answers my question, but because I was kind of worried about you know what was going to happen to those shows, and and I think again a lot of people are you know angry at Disney like oh why why are they launching their own streaming service because well streaming is is the is the way of the future guys I I hate to say it but let's be honest here who who still sits down and watches television anymore yeah. not not a lot of people. Like the only people I think watch television nowadays, if if is if they want to watch something live, and that's that's only if they if they don't have any any way to stream it, you know. 
because we're we're seeing this like a lot now where you know you got your companies like Netflix, Hulu and and all these other, you know, network networks, you know, coming out with their own streaming services. And I understand it's it's crazy and I understand like it's it's insane, but at the same time you got to think of one of the biggest benefits is like you as someone who who, you know, who has paid for cable and 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 you know, regretted it deeply. Um I think it's great because it kind of, you know, anything that kills cable is, is is good in my book because we're moving away from we're moving away from television. We kind of honestly don't need television anymore at at this point in time because, you know, content creators are, you know, finally getting it through their thick heads that we are getting, you know, we we as we as uh, content consumers want our 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 content quickly. And we want it, you know, in a way that we that's accessible to us anytime, anywhere, and that's what they're, what, what they're doing. And I honestly would would love to see a Disney, um, a Disney, uh, uh, what was it, a Disney uh, streaming service? Because think of all those '90s shows that don't have good quality rips online, that are lost forever, that are sitting away in, in the Disney archive right now. They could bring those shows back to, to you know, for streaming and, and high quality. Yeah. I mean, there, there's tons and tons of Disney shows out there. It's actually more their TV shows that don't don't get the, the treatment as their films do. I mean, it's just like, what is it? I mean, a fan favorite of Tom Hayden, I can think of, is like Kim Possible. You know, that's that's a show that's still watched basically door by its fan base and stuff like that. You put that up on stream service, it's highest quality possible quality online as uh, uh, feed when people can pay for it people will buy it and just alone it's with disney's movie and pixar library yeah you pretty much sold it just basically on that if you can offer every single one of your films and i mean for disney for disney's sake they can offer every single one of your films don't be one of these people basically do like a rotate system basically you put a few up you take a few down you know sort of you have every single thing like this is pretty much what the WWE network does you have everything thing available that they ever made on that network, you have made your money. Because like the, the way the way these shows work, for instance, the reason why a lot of people are going in house now is pretty much it's cheaper, it's more cost effective, and you can make your income and your money back on it a lot quicker. And the secondly, as well, it's basically when a lot of these contracts do run out for Disney for these different networks, their original stuff will go back to them. You, you know, I will go back to that and they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah, that's another pe- thing people realize is like these these contracts aren't going to last forever, guys. You know, they're going to expire sooner or later. You know, Chris, Chris Evans isn't going to be playing Captain America forever, you guys, you know. And he has said multiple times that after he's done with Captain America, he's going to retire. So, you know, get used to him because uh, the only thing he's going to be making for the rest of his career is Captain America movies until his contract uh runs out because he is made clear that he has no interest in, in acting after Captain America is done. Yeah. And I probably same thing with Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. has pretty much made his entire life's living now because 
he's at that point where he doesn't need to make other movies. You know, he he has that Iron Man money and and all those residual checks coming in the mail, and he doesn't need it anymore. You know, he doesn't need to act anymore. He's set fucking life. Yeah. And also, I think the writing's on the wall as well with this whole Disney thing. With um, with put, I mean, they've been. This is what I mean. You know, something big's going down with Marvel at the moment because there's tons, and I mean, there's tons of rumors coming out at the moment regarding Disney with Marvel and Netflix. And this is the official one that has has been confirmed. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. If you're a Netflix person, possibly so. If you if you're a fan of those shows, yep, I think it is bad in that sense. You have to pay another subscription to go elsewhere. But at the same time, it, they have capitalised on the whole comic book craze. They brought uh, Mark. They brought Mark Miller's entire library of work. You know, so. They can show any of his stuff and also create any new properties based on that. And it's all comic book stuff as well. So they have basically counteracted this reasonably well, you know. And it kind of, it kind of makes me it kind of makes me wonder what other comic book creators are going to take their properties into to, to Netflix now. Yeah, I mean, it's like God forbid it because you know every single time you mention his name, he bloody mentions it all the time. Is um, the Spawn TV, the Spawn movie or the TV show um, Todd oh, McFarlane wanted to do for years? Oh, fucking McFarlane! You know, uh, now Mark Miller got that ball rolling in there. You guarantee Todd McFarlane's going to be in talks with Netflix or someone to that caliber. I mean, even someone like Frank Miller per se. But the only thing I, he has original contact worthiness is Sin City. But again, the TV show Sin City might be all right, you know? It won't be the same quality as the films, but it'd be would, pretty decent I, to I, see. I would honestly love to see an adaptation of Ronan if, if, he can get, yeah. if he can get that off the ground. I mean, Yeah, Ronan. Yep, there you go. You could, you got your martial arts show right there. All film, for that matter. You know, I would love to see that because that was one of the best, probably one of the most underrated, uh, underrated Miller books ever written. And it's it's the book that inspired Samurai Jack. And you read that and you're like, holy shit, this is basically Samurai Jack. I mean, it's all these content creators that do have these original contents and can get them made. And Netflix do have the resources. They've proven that it can be done with Marvel. Marvel's maybe going, but Netflix like, well, we got, we got, we opening our doors to other comic book creators. We took on Mark Miller's library of work, and they can even remake stuff. For instance, that they can, um, for instance, um, remake um, Wanted, for instance, if they want to. You know. I mean, yeah, I mean, they they got that, and maybe they'll, maybe hell, that maybe they can do a Kingsman spinoff series. You know, yeah. nothing's stopping them from doing that. And it's it's again. I understand people getting frustrated about this, especially you know if you're you know if you're subscribed to Netflix like I am, and it's like yeah, it's already bare bones on my end as it is. It's like oh, and we're gonna lose our fucking original shows as well. That's bullshit. But at the same time, you kind of realize you have to realize that you know they haven't handled the Marvel property as well as they could have when you really think about it. You know, in terms of, I mean, think about how, you know, Marvel Studios handles, you know, their movies and how they're promoted much better than, you know, Netflix does. I mean, Netflix is basically like, hey, uh, we sub to Netflix and you'll get to watch this instead of, you know, selling the show on its own merits. 
Yeah. That was kind of my biggest problem with Daredevil Season 2, was that it was only made just so Netflix can brag about it. It's like, oh, come sub to Netflix to watch Daredevil Season 2. Doesn't matter if the the season isn't as good, you know. Fuck you. Yeah, I mean, it's like a lot of people were like, oh my god, what, what's going to be happening to to Defenders and everything like that? And everyone forgetting, you're just like, calm down. Defenders are still coming out. It is going to be on Netflix. They have a contract, so that, that has to happen, <laughs> you know? I mean, Marvel has already planned their shit out until 2020, so it's like, you know... And chances are that that contract doesn't expire until 2021, so, you yeah. know... Yeah, I mean, any new properties that they want to do that are not related to the shows they already made on Netflix, they can put on this original app, for instance. But I think... I mean, they've got a lot of stuff planned out, and apparently there's some characters that they're already planned out that's going to be on Netflix already. So, again, we're going to see The Punisher on there, for instance. We're going to see... Um, we're going to see some other characters. Like We're getting rumors like apparently we might get a Ghost Rider show or a Blade show, for instance, you know? Well, they already did Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I know, but they can bring that character over. They can spin it off. That was... I, I don't care what anyone says. That's so obviously they put Ghost Rider into the last season of Agents of as a backdoor pilot to get picked up by someone or get picked or bit put somewhere. Yeah, I kind of hate that when shows do that, where it's like, hey, you know, you know, wouldn't it be cool for you know if this if this was an actual thing? Well, contact your local representative, and maybe it could be. <laughs> yeah. Looking at you, you Jimbo. Looking at you. <laughs> you cannot tell me that 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 Stan, Stan Saki did not sign on to do that crossover just because he, he probably said to himself, "Okay, yeah, I'll do it. I'll give you the rights to do a, a Yosaki Jimbo crossover with the, team, with the 2012 TMT characters, but I have to write the first part, and it has to be focused on him and only him. <laughs> you know, have the turtles be yeah. side characters because fuck you." <laughs> This is the closest I'm going to get to a goddamn Yosaki Jimbo animated series, you fucks. Yeah. Pretty much. It's a great arc, though. You should probably watch it if you haven't. Probably one of the better arcs that they've done. Anyway, um, that that's it for, you know, the, the Netflix streaming stuff. Speaking of, like, streaming stuff... Remember last week when we talked about how the hackers who hacked HBO and were threatening to blackmail them? Yeah. Well, apparently they leaked um, leaked episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, a show that has that, that isn't supposed to air until um, October. And how does HBO respond to this? By saying, ah, we don't care. We don't fucking care. Let them leak whatever they want. We're not going to pay their ransom. <laughs> yeah, it could ruin us financially and, and, and basically, you know, ruin kill any chance of of this show ever getting renewed for another season especially considering the fact that the season took forever to to make but you know whatever we don't care we don't fucking care do whatever you want oh my god some of the choices they've the wording it's just really really badly how how they said yeah we, we don't care and, and, I guarantee, I, I guarantee they will care if Game of Thrones come out. I mean, they already leaked the fucking scripts. Like, what? What more do they want? You know, <laughs> they leaked the fucking scripts. They leaked the 
all the spoilers. They they even leaked one episode of Game of of Game of Thrones a week early. So it's like, God damn HBO, what is it gonna take before you guys you know realize that yeah you're fucked. There is no, there is no getting around this. And it's like oh we're not gonna you know we're not gonna give in to their demands. And I'm like, yeah good for you, good for you for keeping your pride. But at the same time you gotta realize you guys are a fucking premium cable company. People pay you. People pay for your service. People pay pay an extra fourteen dollars a month with their with their already expensive uh, cable subscription just to get access to your content. And this motherfucker is giving it for free. Sure, you can take this shit down all you want, but you know it's already it's already uploaded online. Someone's already ripped it and saved it onto their hard drive, and it's going to be there forever. Yep. So you can you can crack down all the on all these pirate sites all you want and torrents and all this other shit all you want and and claim that you don't care but at the same time the damage has already been done and and, and if you don't get your fucking shit together they're going to continue doing this. I'm not saying give in and give them the fucking money that's insane that's stupid that's retarded you shouldn't do that. But at the same time you can't sit there and and do nothing cuz it's only going to hurt you. I mean, it's just like, they're, if they're airing these episodes earlier um, with HBO, they're going to air them earlier than expected. You're just kind of prodding the bear a little bit, saying, no, 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 we, we can air where, these wherever we want, you know, but you're not keeping to the original scheduling time. And then they decide to upload the whole entire series before we get uploaded from the original dates. You know, it's like... <laughs> Again, it's it's embarrassing and, and it's just horrifyingly embarrassing because it's like I love people who are like, Oh, they just took data, it doesn't mean anything. No, that data is basically their entire it's personal data. It just because it's not a physical attribute doesn't mean it's not valuable, you fucking idiots. It's like, oh it's data, it doesn't matter. Are are you serious? <laughs> Like, okay, if someone... Basically, that's like saying, oh, you know, I know this person hacked into my uh, email and social media and stuff and, and is basically committing identity theft and they basically stole my credit card number. But, you know what? It's just data, you know? It doesn't matter. Ah, hate people like that. Hate people who say that shit like that. That's just fucking stupid. Doesn't matter. It's just data. Fucking really. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's it just like, you, you do just look at it, you're just like, what on earth are you going to do with this? And it's just like, this has happened before in the past, and in some cases, this has happened to people, and it has damaged their shows, and in the sense, the way it damaged their shows, in the sense that it came out early, views went down, and because of those lack of views, the show got cancelled. And other people, if you want to see what happens when shit gets really fucked up, look at what happened to Sony after the hacks of 2014. When yeah. someone leaked out the interview, the interview, Fury, Alice, all those other movies, you know, DVD quality, mind you, of these movies online. And then they were just like, oh, it was North Korea, it was North Korea. But then North Korea came in and was like, no, that's not us. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, shit. 
it's just mind-bogglingly how dumb these these major studios are. Like, I understand it sucks that you got hacked, but still. Like, get your fucking shit together. You know, it's like, okay, if they have access to these episodes, then I don't know. You know, they have access to these episodes, then maybe, maybe you should release them for free. Maybe you should, like, you know, launch them on the app, you know, a day early or something. I don't know. It's just fucking stupid. It really is. That's, that's the business. <laughs> it's just insane, like, how, how dumb and out of, out of, um, out of touch, you know, these, these people are with, with like basic, basic shit. It's like your content creators, your content got hacked, you're in trouble, you know, good on you for not, for not bending the knee, but still, for God's sakes, you know, have a backup plan for this shit. Get better security. You know, get better cybersecurity. Because if, 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 um, you know, if this shit can happen to you, what about the other networks? Because they're basically, like, doing what you should be doing, and that's updating their goddamn cybersecurity. It's like, oh, if HBO got hacked, then, you know, we get we better update our shit, because we don't want our shit to, you know, to, 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 to get hacked. Yeah. It just sets a bad precedent for everyone in that state, you know? You know, it's just... Again, it's insulting because, like I said, with HBO, they're a premium company. You get to you have to pay extra to watch their shit already, and it's like... You know, this hurts you even more because you're a premium company. If you're like another... If you're a normal cable pr- company or a cable production company... And you're like, okay, fine. You know, it's not going to hurt us on the long run because, you know, people torrent shit all the time. You know, we just, you know, release the episode early or air it earlier. Okay, fine. That, that that doesn't hurt you. But with HBO, they're a paid subscription. You have to pay money to access their content. Not everyone gets HBO. That's why their shows are much more rarer to, to, get, a, to get a hold of. Yeah. It's just unbelievably stupid unbelievably stupid just bundle of the entire you know just ugh what are you doing HBO what are you doing it is frustrating especially as a fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm I'm a huge fan of Curb Your Enthusiasm I think it's a great show I mean if you're into Seinfeld and if you haven't and if you haven't watched Curb Your Enthusiasm shame on you it's a great fucking series and has a lot of balls of humor that you wouldn't think that they would uh, that they would do, <laughs> especially in the episode of Michael J. Fox and Parkinson's. That was pretty fucking ballsy for them. Well, that, that has always been an outrage, shock horror co- comedy. That's the whole thing. So yeah, but yeah, HBO, get your shit together. And finally, we have to end on some sad news. Um, unfortunately, this was uh, this was just. Uh, this news was just uh, announced today, and uh, I know it's nothing t- to worry about, but still, at the same time, anybody being hospitalized for any reason isn't good. And I and I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping 
that uh, Ric Flair pulls through because we just got word that he has been hospitalized for for I mean his, his manager says it's for a routine checkup but you know it's it's never a good sign to, to you know that someone to, to get hospitalized for any reason yeah and especially with his age he's like what 67 years old he's almost 70 it's never a good sign when someone like is almost 70 and 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 they're and they're um they have a history of health problems i mean he's not i mean if you know if you know rick flair you know and in his in his crazy wild, wild party lifestyle he's even admitted in his book that he has a problem he has a he has a heart problem because of you know all the all the drinking he did yeah and that is uh frightening frightening to think that and 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 I've and I've been again I've been very critical of Ric Flair's um Ric Flair's lifestyle I kind of understand why he lived the way he did you know because again back then you know pro wrestlers were much more much more respected than they are now and and he you know made a lot more money back then during you know during the territory run than he did you know nowadays and with that, with fame comes comes um, comes the party lifestyle, and, and now he's uh, unfortunately uh, facing the repercussions of that, and it's it's heartbreaking, it really is. Yeah, I think it's really sad. Um, he's been hospitalized. Hopefully, he does make a recovery, and he is all right, and um, and basically he can come back to full health but he I mean he, he is old and, and you know it is sad to put it simply yeah it really is especially you know especially because you don't want to hear that at all like oh so so is hospitalized you don't want to hear that because it's never a good sign when when someone says oh so and so was hospitalized because fuck me that you know but I don't want to think of the worst right now. I'm just, you know, hoping that he makes a full recovery and he comes back soon, full full health. So, you know, here's uh, yeah. here's to you, Rick. Here's to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Unless you have another quick topic you want to talk about, real quick. Nope. All right then. So, uh, thanks for listening, guy. You guys. Uh, hope you hope you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, well, tough shit. <laughs> tough shit. <laughs> I don't care. Fuck your feelings. Anyway, thanks for listening, and see you all later. Bye bye. Bye.